0: Any views, thoughts, or opinions expressed on the Rejuvenating Health Podcast are solely that of the speakers and are intended as such. Please contact your trusted medical practitioner for medical advice. Let's go, girls. Hey, ladies. Welcome back. The Rejuvenating Health Podcast. I'm Shauna, and I'm here with women's health nurse practitioner Lindsay Van Schoik and we're excited that you are joining us today and we're going to chat with you a little bit about how to talk to your doctor. I know a lot of ladies need some info on that.
1: Yeah, so I hear a lot that my doctor won't listen to me or that they don't necessarily like what I have to say or they're not listening to my symptoms um, and so I think First of all, we just need to educate you on how to talk to your doctor, right? Especially if Mm -hmm. it's they're not wanting to order a lab test that you want ran, they're not willing to talk about hormone replacement or symptoms that you're having or anything like that. And first of all, you have to know that doctors, nurse practitioners, PAs, whatever your healthcare provider is, that they're people, right? They're not God. Mm -hmm. They're people. People can be jerks, right? We went to med school Mm -hmm. to help you, but- We get kind of burnt out by the system, Um, and a lot of it is on how you approach and have the conversation with your doctor. It's not that they don't want to listen to you, because they do. Everyone went into healthcare to help people, but a lot of it can be Mm -hmm. with your approach and your knowledge, right? And so I think that a lot of times conventional medicine gets a bad rap, but we also need to talk about that sometimes functional health and integrative medicine can be really not so great either. So you and I had this conversation the other day. You can go online and spend 10K and do a six-month course and call yourself a functional medicine practitioner Mm -hmm. and have no medical education at all.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of scary.
1: So you can be an integrative practitioner, you can be a functional medicine practitioner and make sure that you're working with someone that has credentials behind their name because there is really a time and a place for conventional medicine. And I see this a lot with people that come to our program if they've been kind of ripped off by working with this integrative health, functional health practitioners who don't know the medical and scientific stuff behind what they're teaching. They just went and took some course over six months and are suddenly experts and it's not good either. Right. And so if you go to your doctor and say, well, I'm working with this integrative and functional health practitioner, you better make sure that your integrative and functional health practitioner has some credentials behind their name before and that they know what they're doing before you just start throwing all this stuff out there because integrative and functional medicine is great. And alternative medicine is great, but there's still a time and a place for conventional medicine and really in an ideal world, your physician is going to be trained in both and whoever you work with and you decide to work with is going to be open-minded and trained in both. But that's just not really how it is right now in medicine. Right. So how, like, if you've listened to our podcast for very long, we've talked about the labs that you should have, ran if you're struggling. We've talked about normal ranges. We've talked about different treatment options, right? So if you're a listener of our show, you have a lot of knowledge. You have a lot of knowledge as to what's going on yeah. in your body. And as doctors and nurse practitioners, we're trained to listen to you. And if if you really listen to your patient, they're going to give you the answer as to what's going on with them. They're like. You don't have to do crazy lab testing. You don't have to do any of that. If you just really listen somewhere in that story, they're going to tell you exactly what is going on with them. Right. But you also mm-hmm. have to know how to explain. Like, no one, I will tell you this, I'm guilty of this too. If someone comes into me at my office and they're like, well, Google said, I'm going to roll my eyes at you.
0: <laughs> WebMD. They
1: are not a doctor. Right? Your friend is not medically trained. Please, I mean, don't come at your physician like that. But a lot of times you also have to remember that your doctor or your healthcare provider is a person. So if you come at that person and just think about how you communicate with your spouse, right? Like we've talked a lot about communication on this podcast. If you come at your spouse attacking them, if you come at your spouse treating them like they don't know what they're doing, then they're going to come back at you with that type of attitude, right? So if you go to your doctor right. and you act like you know it all and you – that they don't know what they're doing and you kind of belittle them, mm-hmm. they're going to get a little bit agitated with you and that's just common common human nature, right? But if you go right. to your doctor yeah. and I'm like, hey, I've done a lot of research on this and here's kind of what mm-hmm. I think is going on with my body, right? Right list out your symptoms. We get to spend five to seven minutes with you. We don't have a super long attention span. And if you're going to conventional medicine, right, we're trying like, so make it brief, right? Write down your symptoms, take notes, come in and explain what's going on, you know, what you think is happening, all that type of stuff. Bring in articles, bring in education, bring in whatever, and have that conversation with your doctor, showing that you've done your end, doing the research aspect of it. I think that makes a huge difference. Right.
0: And asking their opinion. Right. And bringing it to them, asking them for their opinion on maybe what you've researched or what you're thinking. Yeah.
1: And don't be afraid if they recommend something to try it. Right. So I had this conversation with one of our clients this morning. Um, She has hypothyroidism. And so... Um, her doctor put her on armor, which is NP thyroid, which is T4 and T3. And so she got her lab work back and she's like, hey, Lindsay, here's my numbers. Like, what do you think about this? And I'm like, well, I definitely think you should increase your armor, but I also think that you need t T3 added in, right? And so she went back to her doctor Mm -hmm. and had that conversation with her and her doctor was willing to increase the armor, but not to do T3. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You're getting somewhere. Now wait till your six-week labs come back. And then if the numbers aren't where they should be, you can have that conversation with them. Okay, they still aren't where they should be. I'm feeling this way. Can we try this? Right? So it's really Mm -hmm. educating yourself and being patient with the process and, and having those open and honest conversations with your physician on how you're feeling, right? We don't live in your bodies. We have no idea how you're feeling. We have no idea if you're feeling worse, you're feeling better, whatever, if you're working with a good doctor, they're listening to you. So if you ask your doctor to run lab work and they tell you, no, run away and find a new doctor. If you ask your doctor (laughs) to be open-minded about treatment options and they immediately tell you no and shut you out, run away and find a new doctor. Right. Those are people that you shouldn't be working with. Like those are just huge red flags that no, this is not a good fit. If you go to your doctor and they'll run labs, but they only run a TSH and a free T4. Ask for those other labs. Ask for that free T3, reverse T3, ferritin, all those types of things. If they say no, try to educate them on why you think those things should be ran, right? A lot of physicians will say that reverse Mm T3 doesn't matter because it's only ran in the ICU whenever you're sick and dying. But if you have high reverse T3, it means that your T4 meds need cut down and you're in fight or flight mode in your endocrine system. So it's okay to ask for those labs, but you need to be able to explain why you want them and and kind of why, what you're feeling and how you're feeling.
0: Right. Now, probably some of the ladies are wondering, so when the woman went in and the doctor said, okay, we'll up your armor, but we're not going to do the other. Why do you think that the doctor wasn't, Willing to do
1: both. Probably because they aren't educated just on or Luthione. Yeah. Right, okay. Just it's not like standard yeah, yeah. treatment that you're taught in med schools. Um, so the marketing budget behind Cytomel is really low. The marketing budget behind Synthroid mm-hmm. is really high. Right. And so okay. they're getting exposed to Synthroid through their drug reps. They're not getting exposed to Cytomel through their drug reps. Right. So I can tell you working in my practice, like, Pharmaceuticals drive a ton of how physicians prescribe, right? If there's a pharmaceutical rep in your office constantly bugging you, prescribe my drug, prescribe my drug, prescribe my drug, your physician's gonna be more apt to prescribe that drug than the other drugs out there. It's just the way it is. Some in some healthcare systems, they get kickbacks for driving prescribing drugs. Like it's it's a messed up world. Like you should go watch the movie Painkillers on Netflix. Like it is crazy yeah, the way the pharmaceutical crazy. world is ran. But there's some hokey stuff in functional medicine too, right? So a lot of functional medicine providers that work with compounding pharmacies get kicked back for prescribing you compounded drugs too. So at rejuvenating, we do not do that. Like I prescribe compounding meds, but you buy them directly from your pharmacy. So I get no kickback from that. If you bought them from rejuvenating, that person's getting kicked back. Because what can happen is I can I can charge at Rejuvenating to prescribe you estrogen and jack up that price as to what it costs cost me. So there are a lot of functional medicine yeah. practitioners. Spas, they like the that. your med spa that you're getting your hormone replacement from, you should not be getting it from there. Or your semaglutide or whatever the hell it is that you're buying from there. I guarantee you they are going to kick back from that drug. They're prescribing it way over – they're they're charging you way over what they are paying for it, and it's just the way it is. Yeah, 100%. So conventional medicine is not better than functional medicine, and functional medicine is not better than conventional medicine. It, it's not. You need someone that works in in both and has an open mind to do both, but they're hard to find, right? And I think – if your doctor's not willing to listen to you, you might have to go outside the scope of conventional medicine and find a practitioner that will listen to you. And insurance might not cover that. And it sucks. And it's the way it is. But I live in a really small town. There's 7,000 people here. There's not that many physicians here. And if they're not trained, you're going to have to go elsewhere to get help. And elsewhere might be using a telemedicine center, right? So like at Rejuvenating, we can prescribe in Indiana, Illinois, and Virginia, so it, that's a perk for our for our clients, right? But we also work with women all over the world and we, have, we teach them how to talk to their prescribers to, to get maybe the medications that they want. Or I know that we have a lot of clients where I will like type out a note and they can physically take that note to their doctor yeah. and be like, here's what my nurse practitioner is recommending. Here's why. Here's the science mm-hmm. behind it. Here's the drugs. Like literally all you have to do is prescribe it. Like she'll help me monitor it. She'll help me do all of those things, but I just need you willing to prescribe it. And here's why. And here's the symptoms. And even at Rejuveni, like we'll have conversations with those doctors, right? Like we'll collaborate with them. We'll have that conversation to, hey, this is why we think and and talk to that physician and maybe educate them about the science behind it, right? I was listening to a podcast this morning and it said that after a doctor graduates, six months after they graduate, 50% of what they've learned is irrelevant. That's how fast medicine changes. If your provider yeah. is not constantly getting education and getting up to date on the new scientific studies, practices, whatever, you're probably working with someone that's really outdated, right? I know like a lot of the physicians that I've come in contact with, they, they're they practicing still like they did 50 years ago. And it's not that way anymore. Like we mm. know so much more about hormones. We know so much about how the Women's Health Initiative study it made so many women have awful side effects and so a lot of it is like make sure you're working with a provider too that is up to date and is trying to constantly learn new things but I've also seen this like make sure that you're working with someone who's trained in the area that they say they're trained in right so if you're going to a weight loss clinic they probably shouldn't be really prescribing you hormones it's not not what Mm -hmm. they're trained in right I've seen a lot of people come to us with whacked out hormones, thyroid, sex hormones, whatever, because they went to someone that was not properly trained in what they should be doing. Right.
0: And I mean, if you're putting those things in your body anyway, you should be going to someone that's like legit and knows what they're doing. I mean, why would you want to? Yeah. Cheaper is not always the way to go. And I think that's sometimes where people make the mistake as well is, you know, to save a little money or whatever, but like you can really mess yourself up. So
1: I just wouldn't recommend. Yeah, I mean, I saw someone yesterday whose cycles were really messed up, um, and she came to me because she was having really irregular cycles in my regular practice, and she had been to another provider, and they had put her on progesterone nightly. I'm like, why are you on progesterone every day? She's like, because I was having anxiety. Okay, great. Progesterone's great for that. But if you're a menstruating woman, you do not take progesterone every day. You use it cyclically that like your hormones are like, you do not have progesterone the first half of your menstrual cycle. You should not be taking it every single day. That's why your periods are messed up. Like there's a lot of harm done to her.
0: Hmm. Right. And the doctor was prescribing it. So it's like, how does she, or, you know, whoever was prescribing it. And so people trust the medical professionals, but that's where we really have to do our research. Yeah.
1: If you're taking any kind of medicine, you need to be researching it before you put it in your body. And I tell our clients at rejuvenating that too. I'm like, don't take this without researching. If I prescribe you something, you better research it. Like, don't just take my word for it. I want you to understand why I'm telling you to take this. Supplements, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just medications, mm-hmm. it's supplements, right? So, we kind of got off track, but like, one point of this conversation is make sure that you, whoever you're working with knows what they're doing. That's huge. Make sure they're trained, get their credentials, make sure they're going to listen to you, make sure they're open-minded and they're asking to, they're, they're doing what you said, but then remember that it's all about how you communicate with them. And sometimes you need an outside opinion, right? And that's where with at rejuvenating, like we can really look at those labs and stuff like that. And you also have to make sure that you're not working with someone that's biased, right? So I had a young woman come to me yesterday and she was struggling with like what she thought was hormonal issues. Right. And I'm not going to say that they aren't hormonal issues, but after listening to her and talking to her, I was like, I really think you have a a methylation and a B vitamin issue. And so I'm going to look at her hormones, but I'm also going to look at her MTHFR, her vitamin B, um, her methylation, all that type of stuff. Because if you having a lot of anxiety and depression, it might not necessarily be your hormones. Like, yeah, we're going to look at your thyroid and your sex hormones, but we're also going to look at some other things that could be causing anxiety and depression. Is it your gut? Is it your stress? Is it your lifestyle? Is it this genetic variation? And so you have to work with someone who's trained in all of that. Right. Yeah.
0: And if you want to feel better, obviously everyone's going to do these things, whatever it may be, to feel better. So you need to find someone who is able to help you, accomplish that and not just do things and prescribe things willy nilly that could eventually mess you up in the long run and completely defeat the
1: purpose. Yeah. And I think like if you're a medical practitioner and listening to this podcast, like your key takeaway should be like, listen to your patients. If you're not educated, mm-hmm. educate yourself on what they're asking you to do. And if you don't know what you're doing, refer them on for heaven's sake. Do not try to do something that you don't know what you're doing because it is an art. When it comes to hormones and thyroid and all these body systems, it's an art. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: And I your body is a canvas, right? Like, I know I don't want someone coming to my house, like, that's an amateur painter and messing up my walls.
0: I was just thinking when you said it's an art, like, I'm not going to go and, like, paint a portrait because that's just not my thing. So, see, you got to just stay in your lane. Yeah. That's just, you know. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. hard. It's hard. But this was good. I think it's yeah, and it, it, I mean, it's hard. It's a hard conversation to have with your physician, but you have to be an advocate for your health. And so don't be afraid to have these conversations. Yes.
0: No, nope. I agree. I agree. This is super helpful. And if you ladies do need any help or, you know, have any questions, feel free to send us a message. We always have our socials linked below. And if you miss any of our other episodes, feel free to go back and listen to those because there's a ton of helpful information. And if you don't mind, leave us a five-star review and a kind rating because that helps us a lot. So we will catch you girls next time. See ya.